He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Tuesday. It is Tuesday already. It's February the 20th. This is Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, and I'm here with Barry Kite, our chartered financial analyst. We've got uh, a spill taking place on aisle number nine. That's the tech stock aisle, the NASDAQ aisle. Uh, NVIDIA and AMD are the two big culprits. There. They're d- both down about 4%. The NASDAQ is down 190 points right now uh, after hitting that resistance up there at 16,000 that I talked about in my newsletter on uh, Friday, on Saturday. NASDAQ down 1.2%. The Dow faring a little better. I think uh, Walmart may be lifting the Dow a little bit. Uh, the Dow is down 38, however. 38,590, just a hair off its all-time high. S&P 500 is down 31 points today, 49.75 after uh, being above 5,000 there most of the week last week. Small caps down 1.3% this morning. Crude oil up 39 cents, 79.58 as the Hooties uh, hit another uh, tanker and it forces the crew to evacuate. Gold is up $15 per ounce today to 2039 Uh The 10-year is, uh, let's see, where did that 10-year go? There it is. The 10-year is actually uh, down uh, uh, three basis points to 4.26. So welcome to today's Best Stocks Now show uh, with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only firm. And uh, we have a little bit of a uh, profit-taking day, especially in the hottest stocks in the market, which have continued to be the uh, tech stocks, in particular the semiconductor stocks and the software stocks. Today, the big culprits uh, in the uh, drop in the NASDAQ, which is now... Now, remember, the NASDAQ was down 130 on Friday. Uh, today, it's down uh, another uh, almost 200 points right now, 186 points. Uh, I looked into the NASDAQ a little bit, the two biggest losers, NVIDIA down almost 5%. NVIDIA reports earnings tomorrow, and AMD was down about 4.5%. Uh, the last time I looked, the S&P 500 closed at an all-time high on Friday, uh, but uh, selling off a little bit here uh, today. And, you know, when you look at last week, Barry, I, here's what I see. The market's been red hot. The market has been red hot since the beginning of the year and uh, I see a leveling off here the last couple of weeks. In fact, last week the market was down just a little bit. I don't hear Barry. Uh, we had. Uh, no, uh, oh, there he is. Okay. Yeah. I was, uh, we we had. Uh, you know, earnings season is winding down to an end. You see new highs in the market here re- recently. Usually the market settles after an earnings season. That's just been my uh, observation over the year. We had a five week win streak. Uh, and that win streak came to an end last week. 
and uh, we're 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 down now two days in a row over 100 points on the Nasdaq. So I think it's a time to be vigilant. I don't think it's a time to be opening up your wallet and buying shares of uh, the Fabulous Seven, which I guess have reduced down to the Fabulous Four right now. Well, when we get the we, I guess we get the the one this week. Uh, Nvidia, I think yeah. they report earnings on Wednesday, and so. Uh, what well, I guess it was tomorrow, but uh, even though it feels like a Monday, but um, yeah, Nvidia reports tomorrow, and so you know you've got these uh, you know folks are, are curious as to what this report's going to look like. I mean, it, it seems you know it, it seems like no matter how good it is, it, it will disappoint simply because of the fact that uh, you know the, the stock well, has run up so much well, and there's yeah. been so much fervor in it. Right? We'll I mean, see. It, I mean, it could come in with a monster uh, report again and send the short uh, sellers scrambling. That's all I know is uh, you know Nvidia has been a racehorse, like a racehorse in the Kentucky Derby recently, passing uh, every horse in the race except for uh, what Microsoft. Uh, and and Apple, and right? Apple, yeah, that's right. the only two stocks it has, and they have a pretty big lead on Nvidia, but Nvidia has left Google Alphabet in its wake. It's left Tesla in its wake. Past Amazon, it too. passed Amazon. Now that's the one that blows me away, and you know, I mean, it doesn't sound right, okay, that Nvidia is a bigger uh, company by market cap than uh, than Amazon. Okay, the Hootie attack forces, uh, the the crew had to abandon ship. Now, this is the first time this has happened. A cargo vessel's crew was forced to abandon ship on Sunday following missile attacks by the Hootie rebels, the first such evacuation since the, mil- since the militant group's strikes began in the Red Sea. And, of course, uh, they're getting these ballistic missiles from Iran, uh, and two anti-ship ballistic missiles were launched from Iranian-backed Houthi terrorist-controlled areas of Yemen towards the MV Rubimar, a Belize-flagged UK-owned bulk carrier. One of the missiles struck the vessel, causing damage. So anyways, uh, we always need to uh, stay on top of world events, and of course Israel is getting very close uh, to uh, going into that uh, last city that they haven't uh, gained control of. Uh, and there's a lot of pushback uh, from different countries around the world on that. Well, I've is- noticed, uh, I did notice that we've you know, our, our, our port here, we had uh, you know, finally filled back up in terms That's of uh, having the ships uh, where, where, they're, where they usually are. And, uh, of course, there was, uh, I don't know, about a 12 to a week and a half delay, uh, um, kind of uh, where we didn't have, you know, simply really didn't have hardly any come in simply because they had to reroute and get back, uh, go around the Horn of Africa. So Wow. Well, that's good that uh, we're seeing that again. There is a deal in the credit card market today. Yeah, that was a big one. Capital One pulled out their card, uh, and they're putting <laughs> Discover Financial uh, on it. Uh, you know, type in your little CVC number, your password, etc. $35 billion in stock, okay, stock. And so they'll work it out. I think it works out where Capital One will be 60%. Discover Financial will be 40%. So you're not going to get any money if you own, unless you sell it, Discover Financial, uh, you're going to get, uh, you know, a, a, a bigger company, uh, and uh, you'll have less shares in that bigger company. But that's a pretty big deal, a $35 billion deal. 
the credit card stocks uh, and the payment stocks have been a pretty good place, maybe one of the best uh, 10 sectors in the market over the last uh, decade, I would say. Notable earnings after the close tonight, Realty Income. Now, look, all the Seeking Alpha subscribers are going to be on the edge of their seat, Barry, waiting on Realty (laughs) Income. Uh, You know what? It has not performed very well recently. It's in a downtrend. Uh, Their growth has come to a halt. And really all you're going to get anymore is the dividend out of Realty Income, in my opinion. Uh, you're getting a dividend yield right now of 5.9%, 5.9%. But, you know, the stock uh, went down 20 points. It went down 35% uh, from July of last year to October as interest rates went up. That's hard to lose 35% on a stock that only pays a 5.5% dividend. That's a net return of minus 30% during that period of time. It's not in our portfolio it's uh, in every portfolio, just about. I'm <laughs> seeking out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's they about. They love to write about it. Yeah, there's about five guys that write about realty income, uh, and it's all if when someone writes an article, it goes to the top, which tells me a lot of people own that stock. Okay, we get realty income <clears throat> Teladoc, which at one time was uh, an innovation stock, but now just about everybody's a telehealth company out there including uh, i mean just all the big uh, all the big uh, uh, insurers palo alto networks reports tonight that'll be interesting uh, they usually have good reports uh, chesapeake energy solar edge uh, which is one of the leading solar stocks beyond uh, we'll see how uh, marcus limonis is doing there as the new uh, uh, chairman of the board of uh, of beyond which uh, is kind of a con- a com- combination of what was it, Overstock.com and Beyond, uh, Bed Bath, Bed, and, Bath Beyond. and Beyond. Yeah, that's where they kind of morphed into, disappeared into the yeah. into the abyss. Yeah, they're still trying to figure out how to make a profit. That was the name of his show on CNBC, Marcus Lemonis, the Prophet. Well, is he a pro- Can he turn this thing around and be profitable? Now, when we come back. They're calling it the most important earnings report of the year. Now that used to that crown used to belong to Apple, and then it was kind of passed to Tesla. But uh, tomorrow, the biggest earnings report of the year. Uh, last time it was the, sh- the earnings report heard around the world. What will it be this time? We'll be right back. Welcome back here to the uh, second uh, quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, the market's got that sinking feeling today. Uh, We've had a torrid run in the market. Nobody can doubt that. Nobody can deny that since the beginning of the year, especially in the NASDAQ, especially in the the high tech, especially in the AI, etc. And uh, today you've got the NASDAQ down 200 uh, and you've got the Dow down 48, S&P 500 times down 33 points. 
uh, in the Russell 2000 down 1.2%. Okay, they're saying, they're calling this the biggest earnings report uh, (laughs) of the year so far. NVIDIA is gearing up to announce its Q4 results after the closing bell on Wednesday, tomorrow. You'll hear that bell ring and then fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> <clears throat> the semiconductor company shares have surged over 47% so far in 2024. Wall Street firms have praised NVIDIA with Loop Capital initiating coverage with the buy rating and a new Wall Street high price target of 1200 Okay, NVIDIA is currently uh, at 688 so you know, Loop Capital. If it if it doubles again, Barry. If if Loop Capital is right, it would be a, a three point five billion dollar company or trillion 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 dollar yeah. passing Microsoft uh, and easily passing Apple, which aren't three mil- trillion anymore. One's two point seven. One's two point nine. Yeah, I mean, now, I'd like to know in that in that scenario, what do they think Microsoft's going to do, right? Is it well, also going to, you know? Yeah, I mean, it would have to keep uh, advancing, you, too. Now, I'm going to consult the Best Stocks Now app, which where we use the best information that we have right now uh, on the stock. Uh, our valuation is currently 1125 okay? Now, what do you have to do to get there? Okay, I'm going to look at my little uh, calculator here. I have a a valuation calculator that I use. Uh, You know, I learned how to do five-year valuations way back at the beginning of my career. It's very, very been very useful and helpful over the years because it helps take a lot of the emotion out of things. Okay, to get yeah, to and our a, clients have a and our clients have a long 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 term view as well, and so that's uh, right. You know, looking at six month price target doesn't uh, doesn't no. really doesn't really match up well with, with, okay. with client interest. Now, here's what I'm using. I'm using an eighteen percent growth rate over the next five years. That would be the average growth rate over the last five years. It's been thirty seven percent. Uh, so I've cut it in half. Let me just see where the analysts are at on uh, Nvidia. They have they have a they have a crazy growth rate. You have to totally throw that out the window. I think it's like triple digits or something, hundred percent. No, I'm at eighteen, which isn't radical. Okay, I mean yeah, two hundred and seventy-one percent for this year, seventy-two percent next year, and yeah. twenty-four percent in twenty twenty-six. So that's <laughs> yeah. That's your, uh, but yeah. what is their five-year? I show a hundred and two percent. Yeah, I'm when breaking. you yeah when you when you certainly when you annualize that number, yeah, that's what you're going to come. They're out wrong. With. Okay, so anyways, I mean, well, they're going out two more years beyond what you just. A state right yeah. okay now uh <clears throat> the earnings next year the estimate nineteen dollars and forty cents okay so the forward pe ratio is 37 you know what that is not a crazy forward pe ratio for an 18 percent grower and i'm being very conservative on my growth rate now what kind of a multiple what kind of a multiple is Bill Gunderson using to get to our target price? 
Well, it's trading at 84 times earnings right now. That's that's looking at the current price of the stock divided by the last 12 months of earnings. Uh, the forward PE, which I just mentioned, is uh, is uh, forward PE. Where did that go? Forward PE is 37. I'm using a multiple of 31. Okay, 31. The street is using a higher multiple than that of 40. So I'm using a much more conservative growth rate than the street is. I'm using the consensus analyst estimates for the earnings next year, and I'm extrapolating them out by 18% per year, and then I'm multiplying that by 31, which is not an outrageous multiple. Uh, I mean, uh, look, let's just look at what Microsoft's uh, uh, multiple is. I'm using on Microsoft a 32 multiple. And NVIDIA is growing much faster at this point in time than Microsoft is. So hence, uh, we have a target price of, let's go back to that for a minute, 1125 which is much higher uh, than where the stock is trading uh, right now, obviously. So, you know, I don't have any interest in selling the stock at this point in time uh, unless... Uh, it seems like a lot of people are trying to develop a better chip, but you know that that's a big barrier to entry there, right? Well, I mean, I mean that, in, Intel's been trying to develop a better chip for the latter part of a decade. Yeah, they still haven't gotten it right. Just look at the difference between AMD and Intel over that decade. Yeah, yeah and all of Tesla's uh, <laughs> competitors have been trying to invent a better uh, a, ca- a better EV car. Uh, and they haven't had much uh, success either. So I'm just putting it into perspective for you. You've got uh, some pretty big target prices out there, and this stock is trading at 686 right now. It's down 5.6%. I'm not sure why it's down today. I haven't seen any news on the stock other than it reports earnings tomorrow. Uh, uh, I'm just seeing if there's anything else. If there's yeah, any downgrades, uh, I don't anything. get any news. Yeah, no, no news from what I've seen. So okay, they're looking for four dollars and sixty-one cents tomorrow. That's for the quarter. Four sixty-one. All right, AT and T doesn't make that in a year. Four sixty-one and a quarter, uh, and they're looking for revenue of twenty point four six billion. Now, here's uh, NVIDIA's track record. They have exceeded revenue expectations in eight consecutive quarters. <laughs> uh, so uh, expect that $20.46 billion to be exceeded. And they've topped their EPS, EPS estimates in six of the last eight. So it's going to be volatile. What can I say? Lucid will report tomorrow. Does anybody really care? I don't. Uh, to, I think that the electric car, Rivian's going to report tomorrow. These are two stocks that, in my opinion, uh, could very well not be around five years from now. Uh, and other than that, that's about it, okay? And then on Thursday, we get Moderna. Moderna has not had a hit for a while since the since the COVID vaccine. Uh, who else? Mercado Libre. Now, that's a good one. That's uh, out uh, South America. That's the Amazon of Amazon, South America. Yeah. Uh, and what else do we get? That's about it. Those are the big ones uh, for this week. Uh, so you got uh, Palo Alto Networks, NVIDIA, uh, Mercado Libre, uh, Lucid, and, uh, and uh, the other one, Rivian. Okay, we'll be right back. 
what's China up to these days? This is the Best Stocks Now show. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome back here to the uh, second half of today's Best Stocks Now show where uh, NVIDIA and AMD leading uh, to a drop today in the NASDAQ. Uh, It was 200 points just a minute ago. It's 224 now, 1.4%. Now, let's go back to NVIDIA just for a minute. You know, uh, with the target, the target price that I have on the stock, that gives it 55% upside potential over the next five years. That's subpar. It gets a value grade of D minus. Uh, so when all is said and done, we have, uh, the stock is currently ranked at number 215 out of 5,377, and don't forget that the other half of that equation is momentum. And it has momentum galore, right? Uh, performance, alpha, momentum, heat, <laughs> rocket trail, chem trail. It's got it all. But on a Breaking valuation, the sound barrier. <laughs> yes, okay. Now, I would not. Somebody asked me last Thursday, uh, would you be buying NVIDIA? I said, no, because it has to have 75% or more upside potential. Uh, and right now it has 55, so we have it as a weak buy. And just based on that 55% and considering that a lot of that ranking uh, and grade on it right now is coming from the momentum side of things, uh, we're just going to watch tomorrow and, and, and hold our breath and hold on. But I'm more concerned about that uh, five-year target price. Now, uh, to get to our target price, it would put it at two point five trillion. Okay, not three point five like uh, who was that? Loop Capital. They're a little loopy over there from time to time. Uh, we try to be a little more sober here. We're I'm, at, po- I'm pulling for them to be right, but we'll yeah, the, we'll yeah, see. Okay. Right? Yeah. All right, let's go to China for a minute because they continue to have issues. But here's some good news for China. Now they're going to go head to head with Airbus. And Boeing, okay, their their company is Comac, Comac, uh, and they got an order for fifty planes from Tibet Airlines, Tibet Airlines, and uh, Airbus is coming back and saying, well, you know, their airline, it's a C nine one nine, won't rock the boat. But I can guarantee you that uh, you know China building their planes has got a lot of Boeing. <laughs> engineering and technology and a lot of airbus uh technology in it probably some reverse yeah some reverse engineering (laughs) a lot of that but you know when it comes to the rolls royce engines or the uh, ge jet engines and 
I don't know. Are they going to become a big player? Are they going to? I'm sure they're going to try to grab a big piece of uh, that market. Okay, meanwhile in China, iron ore tumbles to a three-month low as China demand concerns persist. And China cut their interest rate, their central bank unexpectedly cut their rate by 25 basis points, clear down to 3.95, 3.95. Now, uh, NVIDIA, back to NVIDIA. Wedbush, who's never met a tech stock that they didn't like. Well, there's their Tesla, Apple, NVIDIA. Those are their three big ones. They say they're going to beat and they're going to raise guidance. I'm with, uh, I'm with them on that. Now, the stock could still sell off, right, with a beat and a raise uh, because it's priced, they're expecting even more from that. But I do agree with uh, Dan Ives at Wedbush that they're probably going to beat and raise. Uh, We'll see tomorrow after the close. That's kind of the highlight of the week this week. Now, let's go back to earnings season for a moment. 78% 78% of the companies are now in. I think we're at about 3.5% year-over-year growth, <clears throat> which is exceeding expectations. Uh, I've seen the next year estimate, uh, or this year, 2024, go up just a little bit during this earnings season. Not much. Pretty pretty immaterial, really. Next year, uh, I've seen go up just a little bit, too. Not much. Just uh, a little bit. So... You know, our target price remains in place. I didn't make any changes this week. I saw today that Goldman Sachs raised their target price for the S&P 500 to 5200. Yeah, they did. That's the second time they've raised their uh, second time they've raised their price since they initially set it for 2024. Yeah, they were at 4800. Then they said, yeah. "Uh-oh, we're behind the curve, boys and girls." They raised it to 5100 and it hit 5100 basically. I mean, it hit it last week, and now they're raising it to 5200 You can't really raise your target price just based on what the market is doing. I mean, it comes down to earnings times a multiple uh, and those interest rates, so those all-important interest rates. Okay, here's a little stock that I'll bring to your attention, getting in on the AI, uh, trying to climb on the AI bandwagon. Whip, Whipro, Whipro, which is a big software company out of India. In fact, I want to say that the Prime Minister of the UK, uh, what's his name, Sunak? Well, I can't think of his name. Right? Yeah, Sunak. You're right. Yeah, you got I got it. it. How about that? Uh, I mean, his, they only they switched to you. <laughs> the other one only lasted a few months. His wife months is like a gazillionaire because her father is. I think Whipro. It's either Whipro or, or the other big Indian software company. Well, Whitpro is teaming up with IBM. Whitpro's been a 2% grower, uh, but all of a sudden it's got a little life because they're partnering with... And, of course, IBM, I've seen a lot of ads lately for Watson, which, you know, they were way ahead of the game with artificial intelligence, but they never really did develop it. Okay, this next story, I we have a, a friend who is suffering from lung cancer, I mean, it's just been spreading. It's been spreading. It finally ended up in her lungs. And she's been taking an experimental drug called Tegriso. And she has had a massive improvement, uh, you know, reversing a lot of stuff and having tumors shrink and everything. Well, today I see news on it. AstraZeneca's Tegriso shows improved results in the Phase three trial. This is for small 
uh, non-small cell lung cancer. And then I see also today that they got approval uh, from uh, the FDA for this drug, Tegriso. Uh, and I notice that AZN is uh, up 1.6% today. AZN has not been a very good performer over the years. That's the big drug company out of the United Kingdom. Well, but, remember, they never, remember, they, they, they had a little fervor for the, they were going to the vaccine, vaccine, which didn't turn out great for them. No, I thought the, I thought they had kind of the inside track there for a while. Yeah. It didn't turn yeah. out. Then the other one is Novartis. They're all, they're all now aiming to develop the next generation weight loss drugs. Okay. <laughs> this is Novartis, which, what are they? Switzerland? I think they're Switzerland. Yes. Yeah, Swiss developer. And it's up 3.1% on that news. So we'll keep an eye on Novartis, which has pretty much been a non-growth company. Now, here's a real wake-up call. We'll end uh, with this story here. Home Depot (coughs) reported earnings. I hate to say it. I mean, we don't own Home Depot. It's now a 2% grower at best, 2%, 3% at best. You know, look, I mean... These companies go through stages. They go from uh, a private equity, a startup, to private equity getting involved, to an IPO, uh, to uh, maybe an emerging growth, to a to an ultra growth, to a premier growth, to a growth and paying a dividend, uh, to a non-growth stock. And uh, even though uh, Home Depot over the last five years was a 14% grower, look at their last four quarters, minus four. Minus two, minus three, minus three. At best, this is a two or three percent grower. Uh, so you're just where are you going to get your capital appreciation from? The and haven't they had negative sales? I think negative yeah, sales four for quarters sales in a row. four or five quarters in a row. Yeah. Yes, and their earnings growth uh, this year is going to be zero percent versus last year, and three uh, percent uh, maybe, maybe next year. So. There's the reality. I mean, I have to place Home Depot in that same uh, bag of non-growth companies as Johnson & Johnson, AT&T, uh, Verizon, uh, you know, all of your Coca-Cola, single-digit, low single-digit growers. And last but not least, Walmart. Okay, Walmart actually came in with a pretty good report, but Walmart is a mid I'll call it a 6% grower, maybe 5 or 6% grower. They have uh, done pretty well with their online uh, sales and their pickup and their delivery, etc. But it's hard to make a case for Walmart from a valuation point of view. It's very hard to make a case for Walmart from a valuation point of view. Uh, I show Walmart with 40% upside potential over the next five years which is very, very subpar. All right, we'll be back uh, for the final segment. We'll take a little look underneath the market here, the surface, and see, uh, see what's cooking or not cooking. We'll be right back. Go 
and welcome back here to the uh, final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. For whatever reason, I don't know what the reason is, but, you know, look, I've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of portfolios transfer to me from big Wall Street well-known firms. And I can almost always guess what's in them, Barry. Uh, you're going to see Johnson & Johnson for sure. You're going to see Coca-Cola for sure. Uh, you're going to see uh, Philip Morris usually for sure. Uh, you're going to see uh, Home Depot, obviously, and just on and on. Big, well-known American names, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. The problem is they're 2 to 3% growers. And uh, I would challenge anybody out there with the portfolio to look at your companies, the stocks you own, uh, and look up what the expected five-year growth rate is over the next five years. All things being equal, a stock that is going to grow by 2% a year per year over the next five years will go up in value by 2% per year over the next. You can add in the dividend, yes, to that. But it just doesn't make, it does not make logical sense to invest in slow growth stocks just because they have a big name that everybody recognizes. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I like companies that are in their prime. All right. Today's stocks. At one point in time, Home Depot was one of the fastest growing stocks as it swept across America. Uh, you know, with uh, with these uh, warehouses where we can put every hardware store out of business. Another thing, you know, companies, most of these companies that have been great growth stocks, they're they're disruptors. They totally disrupted the little mom and pop uh, hardware store that I used to go to every Saturday, right? <laughs> oh yeah, try Remember to that? find that piece that I needed and. <laughs> Oh, the, remember the, the place my grandpa would drag me to? <laughs> he had a lumber yard and looking for uh, looking for the right uh, right screw. Yeah, and you know it's just like uh, okay, companies go through the prime of their life. Uh, we have different names for them: the Fabulous Seven. We've had the Fang stocks, but you know what? I mean, it's not just limited. There's a lot of small cap stocks that are disrupting. Uh, entire industries. I would say, in a way, Gunderson Capital Management is a disruptor because of this very philosophy that I have. And, and you know what? If it didn't work, I wouldn't be here uh, preaching it, I suppose. Uh, but it's just mathematical. It's math. A 2% grower, a 20% grower is going to outperform a 2% grower as long as you don't pay too much for it. It's just logic. So anyways, I'm just going to say the average portfolio in America uh, is made up uh, of, uh, of 2-3% growers. Good names that you're going to recognize. Uh, you probably use their products all the time at Procter and & Gamble and, uh, and McDonald's and all the rest, but they're just not the growth engines that they once were. A lot of it is math catches up with you. Uh, you know, look, eventually math is going to catch up with NVIDIA in a big way. Uh, because, uh, But for now, I mean, they're in the prime of their life. Okay, so yeah, and they caught, math caught up with Apple. That's a great, I mean, a great math example. Math caught up and, with yeah. Apple big time. Yeah, because Apple. it's too big. I and mean, I was, it, you know, it's big, and so it's hard to, you know, growing at a double-digit grower uh, when you're, uh, when you you're know, that big of a company is hard I, to do. 
I think math caught up with Tesla. Uh, you know, uh, it kind of snuck up on them. Yeah. Uh, as the fervor for uh, for electric cars started to drop. Now, looking at the uh, market today, <clears throat> I'm going to look at the Dow first. Uh, one of the worst-looking charts in the market is Apple. Okay? You can do what you want with Apple. I've got the valuation on Apple currently. If this is just math. Apple has, over the next five years, 41% upside potential. That's an F. That's an F value grade. Uh, and the growth rate on Apple over the next five years, let's see what I'm using. Uh, I'm not too far from where the consensus is. Uh, the consensus is 11. There ain't no way Apple's going to do 11 uh, uh, percent per year unless they come up with some big new hit. Uh, what they've been doing recently, here's their last four quarters uh, growth. Uh, minus three, minus one, minus one, minus two. How are they going to do 11% per year? There ain't no way. I've got it at eight, eight, which is generous, okay? I'm on the high end of generosity here to Apple. And the most I can squeeze out of this stock is 41% upside potential. Uh, I'm using a, a multiple of 27 on earnings five years down the road. So, uh, you know, I mean, look, valuations are critical. These five-year valuations in the app uh, are critical because it helps you make a yes or no decision in a flash like that. Uh, And it also helps you to evaluate your portfolio, whether it's been constructed by you or whether it's been constructed by some mucky muck at some firm somewhere, and even worse, you know, the ETFs are full. They're full of slow-growth companies because you got to fill that ETF up. It's like ba- buying a sack of baseball cards, you know. You get all these relief pitchers that you've never heard of. <laughs> Utility infielders with the horn-rimmed Com- glasses. Common, common cards. And once in a while, there's a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card in there, whatever the case may be. I look at ETFs as just a bag of junk, really. Because you go to the drug uh, sector, you've got about three or four good ones out of about 50, right? Big drugs. Why not focus on the best? Pick out. Why not cherry pick? Well, that's just my philosophy. Call us a disruptor if you want. I call it just logic, which there doesn't seem to be a lot of logic in the world anymore. Okay, now, uh, let's see. The one I was going to mention here, uh, I don't know why. I don't know why applied like why AMD is down five points. In fact, the whole semiconductor sector is down. I know Biden's handing out cash. He gave yeah. a big chunk to a New York company. I don't one know if that's half, a coincidence. One half, yeah, one and a half billion dollars, right? To Global Foundries, yeah. which is it should be Global Floundries because it's been floundering trying to get up and running and uh, making chips. And he's giving a big bunch of money to Intel. Uh, And maybe it's because he left NVIDIA and AMD out. I don't know. But there's more money to come. Okay, well, that's today's show. Pretty interesting. A lot of interesting little things here. Evaluate your portfolio. What is the five-year growth? You can look that up on Yahoo, by the way. Yahoo Finance. Uh, under, uh, I think it's under analysis. Analysis. And you can look up what the five-year growth rate is expected going forward 
You don't want two, three percent growers, okay? Anyways, give us a call at 855-611-BEST. Try out our newsletter. See what the best stocks in the market are now. Go to GundersonCapital.com. GundersonCapital.com. Have a great day, everybody. Not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA.